Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and it's Friday, so we got to get things going with the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Hey, Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan calling you. Uh, listen, I had to call nine one one yesterday. My bike had got stolen from the park. I told them. They said, well, "What does it look like?" Well, it's in a parking lot and green grass and, and swings and uh, slides. Thank you very much. Bye. Ah, uh, yes, Duff definitely has a pattern. Uh, great guy, though. Never misses a joke, even though he is in rehearsals for Guns N' Roses' upcoming tour. They're headed to Mexico and South America next month. And then the North American St- uh, Summer Stadium Tour kicks off on July 4th in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Get your tickets at GunsNRoses.com. And get your tickets to rock with Fozzie as well after our third Top 10 hit in Nowhere to Run. Come join us on the Save the World Tour starting April 16th in Savannah, Georgia. We're hitting 98 Rockfest in Tampa, WJRR's Earth Day birthday in Orlando, Florida. Then we're doing Chattanooga, Johnson City, Charlotte, Nashville, Louisville, Kentucky, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Buffalo, Iowa City, Iowa, Twin City Takeover at the Target Center in Minneapolis, uh, the Royal Grove in Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, lots of other great shows coming up. Uh, the Rock Fest in Cadott, Wisconsin. We're doing this Kiss Cruise, uh, Kiss Cruise 10 on Halloween, October 30th. So go to FozzyRock.com for all gig information and for all VIP meet and greet uh, information. Come hang with us before the show. Private mini concert just for you, taking pictures, signing autographs. It's a great time. One of the best VIP experiences out there. So get your tickets to that. And all the great shows at FozzyRock.com. All right, Nyla Rose just made history when she defeated Riho to become AEW uh, Women's World Champion on AEW Dynamite just last week. That made Nyla Rose the first trans woman to win a major pro wrestling women's championship. It's a goal she had when she signed with AEW. And you're going to hear her talk about the, uh, all of this in this interview. She shares the incredible and inspirational story behind her journey to become a woman. I learned quite a bit from this because I knew nothing about transgenders, trans women, all that sort of thing. So I wanted to be a, be this uh, an educational uh, episode of Talk is Jericho. And boy, was it. So you're going to hear about her time in Japan, her acting career, musicals, how she ended up in AEW. Uh, lots of great stuff. Nyla Rose makes her Talk is Jericho debut now. Okay, so one of the cool things about AEW is that meeting a lot of people that I'd never even, <laughs> no offense, even heard of before, right? <laughs> taken, that's and, taken. Uh, and one of them is, is Nyla Rose. So it's great because you get to see the advancement of everybody. And even in the four months that we've been working together, you're already improving. You can see that. Thank Because uh, this is probably your first live TV yeah, experience, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, in this medium, in professional right. wrestling... Um, I do have an acting background, so oh, okay. having done like live theater and stuff like that, no stranger to that sort of thing. But this 
totally different animal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot of the same, but completely different, if that makes any sort of sense. It does make a lot of sense, and it's interesting to me because we did a, um, the press day a few months ago, and you were one of the best people on stage. Oh, so, so I can tell you have that experience of being in front of a crowd. Cause it's funny because a lot of people in wrestling get kind of verklempt, shall they, we say, they, when you're in front of that crowd with the spotlight on you. They get a little gun shy, right? Yeah, like right. It's, it's kind of weird. It's like here we are, these larger than life personalities. But when you have to be on that personal level, they, they kind of sink into a bubble. It's kind of it's, it's a little oxymoronic in a way. Right, right, right. <laughs> now, what kind of acting did you do? Uh, formerly trained in theater, but I've done some television. I've done some movies, uh, mostly bit parts, which mm -hmm. are you know glorified extras. Yeah. <laughs> never, never had the big break there, but right. um, I did get a television show. Uh, we shot the switch up in Canada. It's called the switch. It's called the switch. Uh, we did it. What? Oh goodness, I want to say about two, three, three, four years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it got picked up by a, a cable station in, in Vancouver. Um, we tried to shop it around. Didn't get a lot of traction, but you know it's available on like iTunes and stuff. So check it out. Were you one of the main leads? In it? I was. I was. I played uh, a character named Sue. She she was a trans woman. She moved from uh, the United States to Canada, um, and all the hilarity of being <laughs> transgender ensued thereafter. To talk to you about 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 the difference between being in a live setting in comparison to like filming a TV show or a movie, whatever. It really does make a big difference. For example, I always say like wrestling is like a modern day Shakespearean play. You know, you get the instant gratification of knowing if you're good, bad, shit or whatever. And there's a big difference when you go and film a TV show because you don't know what's going to happen on the edit. You don't know. You take five, take ten. Exactly. Which one they're going to use. Exactly. And, and, and there, there's a lot of like guesswork, like was it good? And, you know, trying to have that relationship with the director, with the producers and uh, you know, read them. Are they just tired and want to get through the day? Mm. Or like, you know, try, can we take another take? Because I wasn't feeling that one. But but here we get one take. We get one shot at it. Yeah. And the whole world sees it. I think it's one of the reasons why you get guys like The Rock still likes to come back from time to time. Or, you know, Cena wants to come back. Or Batista. Because it's a whole different electricity when you're in front of the live crowd. Absolutely. Even in theater. it's a, a, Right. Having done film and done all that stuff. There's no feeling like a live theater getting to play because it, it really is. It's a relationship. You get to play with the audience. And to that extent, we have that here, you know, in the world of professional wrestling, like they boo, they cheer, you know, you hear a little murmur or buzz. What is that? You know, uh, last week at the show, uh, some some guy in the audience was jeering me and and he didn't think I heard it, <laughs> but somehow I heard him over the thousands of people right. in attendance. And I'm thinking, I need to mess with this guy. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so, so you have that, those little moments that you can't plan. They're not scripted, but just knowing how to read an audience, knowing how to read people and just interact with them, it creates these beautiful moments. How did you get uh, into wrestling in the first place? <laughs> My grandma. Oh, yeah. My grandma, too. It's the grandmas that are always uh, the, the culprits of that. Yeah, it's it's that era. It's that age. They She used to talk about, you know, going down to the uh, to the armory and watching <laughs> Haystacks Calhoun. And, like, she would name all these names. I'm like, who? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she she brought me up on it in the, in the golden era, and, and I grew up as a fan. Um, this is in, in Washington, D.C. In Washington, yeah. D.C., yeah. in, in, on Mount Pleasant. Shout out. <laughs> What's up? Hey. Um, yeah, yeah. Grew up as a fan watching, you know, every Monday night glued to my television. And then we got the Thursday night shows and it just wrestling consumed my soul. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, eventually there was a wrestling school in Manassas, Virginia, Kaida Pro Wrestling. And uh, I went and checked it out. And the rest, as they say, is history. 
So we'll we'll talk about a little bit. So when did you when did you become transgender? So okay, that's always a hard question to ask uh, or answer, right? Because like, what is transgender? Like, well, yeah, what is transgender? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I always was transgender, but I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. You know, like growing up, I definitely felt off. Things felt wrong. I didn't I didn't feel right. It kind of felt like. Um, the best way I could probably put it into words, and it probably does not do it justice, but like having a, a turtleneck that's like too tight, mm. and, and it's just like you feel uncomfortable all day, but like you can't take anything off. But I didn't have the language to express what that was. I didn't. I didn't know what. When did you grow up as a teenager? What years were they? Uh, the eighties and nineties, uh, or as a teenager in the nineties. Okay, um, so that's not really a very prevalent now. Transgender no, yeah. on everyone's lips, basically because of of, of Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, that was kind of the first mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, and then, right? and then Laverne Cox, and it's, right. it it created a talking point, mm-hmm. you know. So now it's it seems like it's such a new thing, but it's it's not. It's just at the risk of sounding like vampires, we're no longer living in the shadows. You no, know? but at least at least you have somebody that can talk about it and has brought it into the mainstream. So when you're talking about growing up in the '90s, yeah. like you said, with your turtleneck, not comfortable in your own skin. <laughs> It's probably hard for you to express that because you don't really know. Exactly. And that and that's exactly what it was. I, I just did not have the language. Um, and then at some point, and I, I wish I could pinpoint it for you, but I can't. I, I was a mid-teenager in middle school probably. Um, yeah, I saw like a program like 2020 or something, something along those lines. And they were kind of talking about it. And I was like, huh, okay, that kind of makes sense. And I started to see a lot of parallels between the people on screen who identified as transgender and myself. And like the more I learned about it, and then eventually we got the internet. Like that's such a crazy thing to say. Like, right, sure. You know, there was no internet back then. Yeah, there wasn't. Like what, ninety five, ninety six? We had like a web crawler and AOL. <laughs> web and all TV, that. I had. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like having so much information at your fingertips, able to do research and learn a little bit more, dig a little bit more. Um, and, and now I have this language, I have these words to kind of like identify and, and somewhere in there discovered, discovered, discovered Eddie Izzard, who, who at the time, and forgive me, I don't know what they identify as English comedian, English comedian, but at the time identified as a, uh, transvestite. So now I have all these words, transgender, transvestite, crossdresser, all this stuff. Like it's a very confusing world for me. Where do I fit in? Well, I knew I knew how I felt. I knew that I felt as a woman on the inside, but I just knew my outsides didn't match. You're a man I, on the outside. Yeah, yeah and I and, and I didn't know, I didn't know if if, if my dream, if you will, uh, was at, would ever be possible. So I just I lived as I had to, you know. And I, I self-identified as a transvestite because in my off time, in my personal time. You know, I was as feminine as I could be, but like when I had to go to school or go to work or when I had to be male presenting, I, I had to get the job done. I had to do what was required, what was expected of me. But that's that's never how I really felt. Eventually, I, I, I reached a breaking point. You know, had some very dark thoughts and it was either I've got to take the leap or I'm going to take a leap, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's that's I don't mean to get depressing or bring it down, but that's the hard truth. No, but but you know it's 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 people that listen to the show that is something that's that's happened before. There's yeah. a guy, God bless him, his name was Chris Canyon, yeah. a wrestler, and we, we always kind of knew that he was gay, and no one cared. But he never he never came out, yeah. 
and then ended up you know taking his own life because of it and it's just like one of those things i like we knew we, we were all a gang with disco inferno and billy yeah. kidman and, and and it's like we never saw him with any chicks you know but why why be scared around your your friends and that ended up leading to him wanting to, it's, to take his it's life those demons those inner mm. demons and 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 they talk to you and and they 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 tell you things in your head that aren't true and you 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 ever heard the Metallica line? You lie so much you believe yourself. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. They're telling you all this stuff, and you start to believe it. You start to believe you're not worthy. No one's ever going to love you. Why be here? Why you know? Mm-hmm. What's what's the point of it all? You know. But hopefully, you reach a point where you realize, and especially nowadays, there's so much information, so much support out there. You know, despite all the the negativity, that hopefully. You can overcome those demons and reach out to somebody and find that love, find that support. What's and once again coming? Like I said earlier, I'm going to talk to talk to you yeah, like a, yeah, as yeah. a layman. So a transvestite, because I'm thinking of Rocky Horror Picture. So I'm a <laughs> transvestite from Transylvania. That's a, a man who dresses as a woman. Yes, that is that is right. a man who. So t- I always say typically because right. there's exceptions to every rule and. You know, so many people identify. There's such a broad spectrum of things. So a crossdresser typically is a cisgendered male, cisgender meaning someone who was born male, identifies as male, lives their life as a male, but for whatever reason likes to wear feminine clothing. Um, usually it's for sexual gratification. That's typically what a crossdresser is. A transvestite is like a level 26 crossdresser. <laughs> like they just take it to the next level. They, they try to be as feminine, as feminine presenting as possible. Um, you know, they almost like a personification of their feminine side. You know, when they're in girl mode, they're totally female. You know, when they're in a guy mode, totally guy. Um, And and they're comfortable being both Both, of those things. Again, typically. Um, Transsexual or, you know, transgender, these terms kind of go together, but transsexual tends to be more of like a fetishized term. But it is, you know, unfortunately for some, they don't like the term, but it is kind of partnered with transgender. This is someone who you know, takes the steps to change their gender, whatever that may be. You know, for some, it's a medical transition. Uh, For some, it's simply just living their life, living their truth, as we say, living their life as the gender that they see themselves as. Um, That's kind of the the quick and short of it. But this is all different from from being gay as well. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, So these are gender identities, whereas a sexual, you know, identity would be like gay or bisexual, everything. So everybody says, you know, my, my sexuality is transgender. Well, no, it's not. I'm bisexual. Like I like men. I like women. Gotcha. That's my sexuality. My gender is transgender. I'm a transgender female. Hmm. It's it's such a. Uh, it's almost like the inception. There's so many levels. There there are levels, go, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because I, I've never like a, a gay straight. My mentor in wrestling is Pat Patterson. Yeah. Who's I'm as gay as I'm a queer as a three dollar <laughs> bill. But like I never identified him as gay or straight. Just as a very genius individual. Well, because you have a good heart and you saw him as a person first, right? Obviously, there's a whole section of the world that doesn't see things that way. Was it easier for you? Is it easier for you to deal with that section now that you are transgender than before when you were stuck in your turtleneck, so to speak? Uh, um, in, in a lot of ways, it is because I've kind of reached the um, dilly gaff point, as I say, the do I look like I give a fuck? <laughs> I like that dilly gaff. Um, it's just, it's just kind of like... I've, I've been through so much. I've dealt with so much. And it's just kind of like, I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm here for me. I can't worry about, right. you know, other people and what they're hung up on. If they're sour about something in their life and using me as a punching bag, which 
it's what it is a lot of times. I get that. It sucks. Please stop doing that. Mm. But I get it. But I can't be hung up on that. But you also must have some very thick skin. You have to. You have to, right? You absolutely have to. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from empathy and compassion. You know, again, just kind of realizing that realizing that this, while I've been dealing with this for as many years as I've been alive, this is very new for a lot of people. So they're kind of being thrust into the forefront, just kind of given all these things. And, and it's very confusing. And when people are confused, they get afraid. When they get afraid, they don't like to be confraid, uh, mm-hmm. afraid. So they kind of lash out. And like Yoda, you know, fear breeds anger. So So that's what it is. It's not real anger. They're just... They want to understand, but they can't understand, so they push back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to be compassionate of those people and just talk yeah. to me. And, and, and it, it, this is not even the same thing, but I know from my experience, I wrote a whole book about it. Like Noah's a four-letter word was the name of the book because when I was a kid and everyone said, what do you want to do with your life? I want to be in a rock band. I want to be a wrestler. You'll never do that. You know <laughs> And I was like, why do you give a shit about what I want to do? Yeah. Worry about your own stuff and just leave me the f*** alone. And let's see what happens. I've always lived with that and the thick skin as a result of having, it's not the same situation, but having these yeah. completely different thoughts and goals than other people do. But yeah, but there are parallels. There absolutely right. are parallels because, yeah, like why, you know, if you're, if you're not paying my bills, if you're not putting food on my table, if you're not, you know, banging me, like why do you mm. care so much about my life? Right. Why are you so hung up? Like it's, it's so funny to me because – Everybody talks about how how gross it is and how perverse it is, but I'm like, you're the ones obsessed with my genitals. Mm. <laughs> you know, right. like you're the ones tweeting about my genitals every day. <laughs> like I don't tweet about my genitals. Right. You're like, that's you, that's you. Like if if you want to see something, let me know. We can talk if yeah, you're cute. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you first, and this is where all came to this question, when you first started training for wrestling in uh, wherever you said it was? Uh, Manassas. Manassas, Manassas, Virginia. Um, Were you there as a man, as a woman, or a transgender at this point? (laughs) All of the above? (laughs) All of the above, all of the above. Um, I, I I was there male presenting. I was there in boy mode, as I, I like say. That were male presenting. Yeah, because because that's what it was. I like it was. I was playing a part. Right. You know, the the biggest part I've ever played in my acting, life. Yeah. I was acting. Um, I was playing that part. I was I was I was uh, trying to get over and yeah. con- convince everybody of something that wasn't true. Um, but but in my own time, outside of training for wrestling, you know, I was Nyla Rose. You know, just in my bedroom in my own life um the first time i went out fully dressed was to take the trash out and you would have thought i run like a marathon or like went to the grammys or something it was like such an accomplishment to have you know just walk you know eight feet to set the trash out um but yeah no i was i was male presenting at wrestling school and they they were just very confused about me they just they thought i was just very flamboyant you know here i am i come in singing show tunes or like 
you know, very feminine qualities, but looking like this macho playboy type. You're a big woman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. So you call me fat, Chris? No, I didn't say that. I said you're big. And you know you're big. You look, you look like a linebacker. <laughs> I said I'm built like an angry refrigerator. That's my... <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, so, so, but they, they took to me. They liked me. And, and it's really funny because when I reached that point of like, I have to do this, I have to make the change, I wasn't sure if there was a place for me in pro wrestling. But pro wrestling was like one of the first places to absolutely embrace me and take me yeah, in. Sure. It, and, and, you know, it was like, hey, uh, guys, like, I need to tell you something. And I just very sheepishly approached it. I was like, um, so I can't work your show because. I wear a bra now because <laughs> I'm starting to develop breasts. And it was like, oh, okay. You know, and they just kind of like went with it. They thought I was ribbing them at first, but when they kind of like, is this real? Like, is this a rib? And I was like, no, this is legit. I'm trans and I'm going to be living as a woman from here on out. And they were just like, all right. Hey, gypsies, tramps, and thieves in, in wrestling. So you f- <laughs> you fit right in. I'll tell there you, you that. Go. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting to say that because I know a couple. Um, well, actually, I don't know, but I know of others. Like, there's the singer of Life of Agony mm. um, was a man. Now she's a woman. There's a few people that are, that are now kind of in show business doing yeah. this. And I guess what made you finally decide, and it's like, how does this process work? Because, you know, like you think oh, you got to go to see a doctor in Sweden or something <laughs> like this, right? But you just mentioned you were starting to develop breasts. Is there, is there, is there pills you start to take? Is there a legal yeah, thing? There's, there's so much involved. Um, there's so much involved. So you have to go see a, a therapist or a psychiatrist. I always get the two confused. Mm-hmm. But you have to go see a, a brain doctor <laughs> to to uh, kind of assess you. It's called the W path. And they, you know, put you on this thing to see, like, are you just, you know, playing around? Or like, it's a phase. Yeah, yeah, like what's going on? And, and, you know, once they kind of, I hate to say this, but like once they diagnose mm-hmm. you as like being transgender, then they kind of point you in the right direction. You go see an endocrinologist so you can start hormone replacement gotcha. therapy. Or I've, H- been to, I've been an endocrinologist because yeah. I have uh, thyroid issues. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, you're well aware. Yep. And, and uh, that's where you go. You see, you get on HRT, hormone replacement therapy. So I take, uh, I take female hormones. I take uh, testosterone suppressors. Which is like estrogen. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah. estrogen and um, um, spironolactone, which is a testosterone suppressor. So uh, being on this for so many years, like my levels are that of cisgendered females. And, and that's I think that's a big part of what people What's the word miss. you just use? Cisgender, C-I-S. It's, it's uh, the Latin prefix. And it basically just means someone who identifies what they were born as. Okay, so your, your, your estrogen levels are the same as, a, as someone born physically as a woman. Yes. Gotcha. At, at this point. You know, and I'm not going to lie. At first, they were not, you know, because you're trying to regulate those levels and bring them down. But I've been doing this for like, what, five, six, seven years now, maybe more if I actually like think about it. And I'm not just like, you know, talking on the fly mm-hmm. here. Um, they, they're now balanced out and they're right in line with, you know, someone. And of course, everyone's hormone levels spike throughout the day. So like, even even a cisgendered female earlier in the morning is producing more testosterone, you know, than later at night. You know, you yourself, like everybody produces these things, but seeing the endocrinologist doing HRT just is just to regulate them and get them in line with where they should be. 
So you start with that, and that's when you say you start developing breasts or whatever. Yes. What about the other <clears throat> side of the genitalia? Uh, so again, and that, and that's that becomes a personal preference. Okay. You know that that becomes a personal. And if you don't preference. want to talk, we don't yeah, have to. Yeah, no, no worries. Just, um, but that becomes a personal preference. Like some girls are okay with you know maintaining. So some their transgenders part. also have a, a penis. Yeah, gotcha. Some some do, some do not. Um, there, there are just so many factors uh, that weigh into that side of things. Um, uh, so it's it's called dysphoria when you have like body dysphoria or dysmorphia when you don't really see you know and and even bodybuilders have this like you know as you see this dude he's like so jacked up and it's like he, he wants to get bigger it's like dude you're as big as this building we're in and he's like nah I need to get bigger like that's a form of dysphoria you know transgender people have a have a kind of a, a reverse of that if you will mm-hmm. um with not all of them i should say not not all of them but some of them do have a reverse of that and they're bothered by their genitalia so they want to change it so they get uh s srs or sgs I, there's so many letters that i get confused forgive me um but it's basically to make the outside reflect the inside mm-hmm. it's uh, I'm going through a big modern family phase right now and i was reading about <laughs> dylan uh, the actor who plays Dylan yeah. Haley's uh, boyfriend has that dysmorphia, yeah, and he's gay. But he also, and you can see sometimes there's the plastic surgery in the face. But I never had heard that term, yeah. But it's such a coincidence. I literally just googled <laughs> it within a week, and here you're using it, yeah, yeah. So when you get to the point of of being full transgender, and uh, so did you have your first match? As a male presenter or as a transgender? I I had my very first match male presenting. Um, What was was your name when your first match? (laughs) Um, Robot Ninja. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Of course it was. (laughs) Of course it was. Wrestling. (laughs) Uh, So the promoter bought these uh, uh, Robot Ninja figures from the Walmart to like resell them on the shows. And he knew I had a martial arts background. So he was like, oh, do you want to be a, a ninja? And I was like... All right, I don't, I don't know where this is leading, but right. sure. So, I would go out, I would do the robot, and then karate <laughs> chop people because wrestling. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so then, when did you finally become Nyla Rose officially? Uh, so when, after a few years of you know being on the Indies and trying to find that persona, um, I took some time off when I re- you know the the being transgender and focusing on school and doing all that. I took some time off for myself, so I kind of disappeared. Just to interject, it would seem like you would need some time to completely switch mentally from yeah. this old shell to this new body, right? It definitely, definitely, definitely. And that's exactly what it was. I was just focusing on me and my mental health, uh, you know, getting my career in line. Like I said, I thought wrestling, hey, I did it. I tried it. It was fun. Maybe I'll do it as a hobby. Definitely still want to watch it. But I was working on a film. I was doing a, I was a product- production assistant on a film. We were in West Virginia. And there was a show, you know, live pro wrestling tonight. And, of course, the wrestling bug got me, and I was like, let's go see what this is about. So I went in. I met some really awesome people, um, talked to them. They were like, oh, you trained? You should come check out the show. You know, so I'm doing that. Met the promoter, and he's like, "Uh, you ever think about getting back into it? And I'm like, thought about it. (laughs) So I told him, I was like, hey, um, I really want to come back, but – I'm transgender. I just don't want to like bring any heat on your show because I know people can be really mean or whatever. He's like, I don't give a crap about that. Can you work? I was like, I don't know. Give me a tryout and you decide if I can work. So I guess he liked what he saw because he had me on his show. And that's kind of where Nyla Rose was born, was there in West Virginia or reborn, if you will, like a phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Did you travel around? Like, I guess my question is how, because I think Kenny was the one who brought you in to AEW. Yes. 
had you seen him in Japan or how do you? We 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 crossed paths very briefly briefly in Japan, but um, I I honestly don't really know how he found me. Um, obviously in Japan, but I don't know what it was. I had uh, I linked up with Nagayo Chigosa. She had a tryout. She brought me over to her uh, dojo in Japan for Marvelous. And and she's brought me over a couple of times, and I did some stuff with the television show Tofu Pro Wrestling. Which oh my gosh, you got to explain what that <laughs> one is. I had never heard that one before. <laughs> Tofu Pro Wrestling uh, is is a show. It's it's a drama, but it's it's not all serious. Like if that makes any sense, it's, it's a television like sitcom or, or TV show. No, it's a television drama. Like oh, okay. this, this girl, right. she's a high school student. Uh, she's working at her family's tofu restaurant. <laughs> Chasing her dreams of being a pro wrestler, <laughs> okay, because Japan. Uh-huh. Right, exactly. <laughs> the- I have, I have, a, I have a, a thing for Japan. I call it Yaski, which is why ask why <laughs> Yaski. Yep, that's- what, what is Yaski? <laughs> I, I'm gonna steal that yeah, one. Zoom. I'm gonna steal that What's one. But- you use uh, do I look like a get? Was that Dil- Dil- Dilagaf? Okay, I'll steal Dilagaf, and you can have Yaski. <laughs> Deal. Perfect. But but yeah, so so Tofu for wrestling. They they ask I. I in the right place at the right time, they needed a big monster character. So they asked, would I be interested in doing like a guest spot on the show as Debbie Kong? And I said, yeah, like if you have me, I'd love to do it. Debbie Kong. Debbie Kong. So he did it. It was a hit. Like people love that episode. Uh, they did a live action. So I guess they were like, you know, oh, the show's doing good. We should, we should do a real show. So they had all the girls. Mind you, these girls, none of them are actual wrestlers. They're in a band called like AKB48. <laughs> they always have to be in a band, they too, always, a singing group the idol, or something. The idol yeah. groups, right. right. So it was basically me and Jordan Grace versus like Destiny's Child. Oh, like okay. that's basically what the match was. <laughs> So it was is in the girls like the the agents and stuff are like so nervous because they're insured for so much money. Right. So it's like we we spent you know twenty minutes trying not to break these idols, <laughs> but I guess somewhere in that roller coaster of a ride because Kenny had done the show too and she he'd become a good friend with uh, one of the stars of the show uh, Hollywood Jarina, and and um. I, I'm guessing that's kind of where he first heard the name and discovered me, and maybe he went back and watched some tapes and asked around, and and he made the offer. And I, I totally thought it was fake at first, but it, it's funny because when when like I said when you first I think we first met in like in Las Vegas or something the press conference maybe yeah and I did, I had no idea at that point not that it makes any difference but I had no idea that transgender you know this gender that gender so it's kind of cool to me that that you were signed because of you, because of your work, not because of some sort of gimmick or something along those lines. Yeah, that felt really good. Yeah. Like, if, if I can be totally honest, that felt really good that that people saw me as a person, saw me as a talent before, you know, seeing me as a gimmick. With sexuality, yeah, whatever it may if, be, right? Yeah, yeah. Ex- absolutely. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So how did you end up getting to Japan in the first place? Um, so right after coming back from Canada shooting the switch, um, Nagayo Chigusa had done a second round of tryouts for her Marvelous company in New York. And I 
like my car was in the shop and like there was so much going on at the time and uh, somebody called me it's like hey there's this tryout going I'm like ah I don't know if I can get up there and he's like no 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 listen to me carefully there's a tryout going on you need to be here bet got it read between the lines I'm on it (laughs) I'm gonna work some magic got it yeah so like I asked my aunt could I borrow her car and then like Actually, uh, somehow I told uh, Maria Manic about it. We rode up together uh, before she was the man eater. We rode up mm. together, and, and poor girl, she like twisted her ankle. Like mm. she almost twisted her foot off. But we went up. We did the tryout. Nagayo-san asked me would I do her show the next day because like so the tryout, and then they had some spots on the show for the very next day. Um, so she asked me would I do her show the next day. I was like I be honored like do you know who you are like mm. oh my god yes who says legendary no? like, person yeah. who says no to that right so i did the show and like before the show was over she's like would you ever be interested in coming to japan and i'm yeah like i've, I've always wanted to visit japan never i think i would like get to live and work in japan but again pro wrestling i don't believe anything until it's like in my hand so i'm like uh like she asked me even if it doesn't come true it's still pretty cool and you know i get some messages hey you know my name is you know, I don't want to put his business out there, but my name is so-and-so, and I, you know, work with Nagayo-san, a translator. Uh, we want to bring you over. I'm like, oh, my God, this is real. Like, this is real life. Like, I'm, wow, really, yeah, yeah. I'm really doing this. So it, uh, she brought me over, and we had a couple of matches, and our tour bus flipped over, and I almost died. Well, yeah, that's that story. a story. Wow. We were on our way to Sendai Girls for, like, a tag tournament, and our uh, we had, like, an RV, and one of the rear tires blew. Like, it blew out. We were, right, right. I don't even know, like 70, 80 miles an hour. So we started like fishtailing. Then we like hit the guardrail and we roll oh over. Oh my gosh. I, I don't even know how many times we rolled over. We rolled over a bunch of times. The car like eventually careens and like hits the wall and like comes to a stop like on the highway. And everybody is like freaking out. Like, well, right no one's able to wear a seatbelt if it's an RV, right? Right. Like, there, there were limited seatbelts, you know? And like, I was actually in the very back laying down. You know, like trying to catch some shut eye because we right, had right, like a right, what right, six hour right. ride. Yeah. We got up at like four in the morning, something crazy like that. Um, but yeah, with the tires blue and everything, and uh, Nagayo san, <laughs> she she her and uh, Takumi Aroha were in the the front two seats, and the seat belt was jammed, so she like oh wow wiggles herself free and basically like macho man elbow drops <laughs> Takumi <laughs> to get out yeah, <laughs> to yeah. get out and then you know we all have to like I come bursting out of the back like the Incredible Hulk and there's like all this debris everywhere and like it, it felt like an action movie like yeah. we're trying to like lift each other to climb through the skylight because the real door was uh, uh, on, the, on ground. the ground so because we were on our side we had been upside down and everything else but like it had come to a rest on its side so trying to like hoist everybody out and then I parkour up like Laura Croft and like <laughs> fish myself out of the top my ankle swole to the size of a baseball and uh we and where the accident happened we were actually closer to Sendai than we were to home we were mm-hmm. like almost at the venue we were like 30 minutes away so it's kind of like what do we do like everybody's like shaking up and you know whatever so it's like all right well let's let's get to the venue we'll figure it out from there so you know we i I don't know who they called but they called people that came and grabbed us and took us and a doctor seeing us and uh uh uh, mako saitomura you know at this time is running sendai girls and i'm like god this was you know a chance to like meet her impress her like what do i you know so she's like oh well you guys were supposed to be in the magic what do you want to do i'm like Tape that son bitch up. <laughs> Probably the dumbest thing I've ever done, but like put some ice on it. We wrapped it up. I had like this knot in my boot 
and I'm like limping trying to work and yeah, we did yeah. the match me and Takumi as a tag team um, and it was we, we won <laughs> <laughs> the show must go on though the right? the show must go on and that's on. scary too because you hear about stuff like that happen where people die or people are yeah. seriously hurt or whatever it may be this is such a helpless feeling yeah, it it, it it was so scary, like in the moment. But but you know, just trying to get your wits about you, like what's going on? Like I'm in this foreign country, you know, like only my family knows right. I'm here. Like what's gonna happen? But it was it was kind of a bummer because, and I and I really should not have wrestled on it. I shouldn't have, but I really wanted to go out there and put on a show for the people and and, and impress you know my mentor Nagayo San and impress uh, Sadamura San. But it took me out of action, so I couldn't train in Japan for like almost a month because my ankle was like so. How long were you in Japan for? That first time I was there for like four months. Oh wow! I want to say, and then I've done like three other tours, and they've progressively gotten longer. Oh my gosh! Irritating my family for being gone. So you spent a long, long long time over there. Yeah, a little bit. Did you speak learn how to speak Japanese at all? A little bit. Um, uh, I just pick up words here and there, and I try to just uh, immerse myself as much as possible and spend time with the girls. And they're like, no, teach me. Like, give me some Mm. words. Give me some words. Like, what can I do? Like, what should I eat? Some natto? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard because I've been there... I think 55 times at this point and show off name (laughs) a tour dropper. But my point being is that I tried so many times to learn, but it's hard because in different sections of the company, the language changes. Yeah. It's different sections of the country. Yeah. So, you know, Sapporo, which is uh, the north, is different from uh, Hokkaido, which is the south. So you would learn something in Tokyo and go say it in Sendai and they don't know what the hell you're talking about, <laughs> exactly. which kills your confidence completely. <laughs> So I learned how to read it. I learned how to read. Yeah. Uh, oh, Katakana. that's impressive. I yeah. can't. Yeah. I can't. I, j- I only know how to like read and write my name. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Naira. Naira yeah, Lose. Yeah, that's, Naira it. Rose. that's Lose. exactly right. So did you find that that experience prepared you more for the States or is it completely two separate sides of the coin? Um, a little bit of both. Like it gave me some newfound confidence uh, in my abilities. It gave me some new skills. Um, I definitely felt more appreciated in Japan than than being in the states. Like, uh, you know, why is that? It, I wish I had an answer for you. Like over here, and I don't know if it's because people, you know, because they knew I was transgender, they didn't, you know, want to book me a certain way, or like just kind of like gave me the scraps of a booking, yeah. if you will, jobbing out like everywhere I go. Uh, but once I went to Japan and people like saw, like I started to get a little bit of traction and people were actually taking notice of me. So that felt pretty good. Again, it was like the self-affirmation, like I am on the right track. Like mm. maybe there is a place for me in the world of wrestling. Like, kind of like the monster, you know, like you mentioned Kong, Awesome Kong, yeah. or Aja Kong or Bull Nakano, the kind of the bigger girls that just kick everybody, because uh, kick everyone's ass. Like working Riho, she's so small. It's a great <laughs> dynamic, right? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's, it, it, it's a classic story, but it's a good story. And wrestling being what it is, you never know the outcome. Even if you think you know the outcome, there's a screwy curveball coming and, and anything can happen. I mean, look at look at the first uh, AEW women's match. Like Everybody thought they knew it was going to happen. But versus that, Riho, right? Me versus yeah, yeah. Riho. But, but that match. plucky, scrappy Riho somehow got up from under me and, yeah. and I didn't think she was going to get my big ass off the top rope, but that knocked the wind out of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got gotcha. <laughs> It got me. Well, she me got me. This. Here's, a, here's an interesting question. Um, when you talk about working girls born as a man, but you now have the estrogen of a woman, what do you, I mean, obviously I know how you feel, but what do you think with people who have a problem or aversion to the fact that it's a woman wrestling a woman or 
a woman in a shot putt competition, <laughs> whatever it may be, who was at one point a man. I think there's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of a lot of people uh, conflate their personal feelings with actual facts, um, especially especially with with us being in wrestling because you you look online any anytime I do anything like if I tweet I woke up in the morning it's going to be a negative yeah, yeah, yeah. thread right anytime I do anything people have everything in the world to say about it but they don't keep that same energy for straight up intergender matches. You know, like, I, I never see the hate. Like, it's always like, oh, beat her ass. Like, get her. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up. Where, where's the same energy? Like, y'all y'all are protesting me. But, like, here's a man born a man wrestling as a man, wrestling a woman. And y'all are absolutely okay with that. Interesting point. Because the one that pops in my head because I saw a few was, was Brian Cage versus Tessa Blanchard. They had some great matches. But it's a legit big guy against legit, you know, very athletic girl. But it's a man versus woman. Right. So you're saying that's a whole different that seems attitude, to be, right? That yeah. seems to be a whole different attitude. Like, and of course, you know, it's some people in there are like, oh, I don't like intergender wrestling. It's stupid. You know, you're gonna get that, of course, but it's nowhere near the same level as if I just walk out on stage. Yeah. And that is absolutely crazy to me because it's like, why are you hiding behind this? This uh, it's a straw man argument. It's it's virtue signaling. Like you're trying to stick up for some women who are never going to notice you, who are never going to pay attention to you. The women in the company don't have a problem with me. Why do you? Gotcha. Yeah, well, because the thing is, the thing is that wrestling is, it, once again, it's show business. So it's all, I love the fact too that we have never mentioned, you know, oh, here's another, oh, it's the transgender. Like yeah. it's kind of irrelevant. But does this happen in real sports, like in the Olympics and stuff like that? Have, has there been any documented cases of this? <laughs> um, I don't think it's gotten that far and I probably should know that. But but yeah, for sure. Like, you know, on, on the, um, I, I don't really follow sports. So I guess like the, the national level or the, like whatever's below the Olympics, like yeah, 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 it, yeah. it definitely does happen. But it's hilarious because again, these people are just so wrapped up in their rage they don't even pay attention to the facts. So, for instance, there was a uh, a young man in Texas who just like a he he was wrestling you know women he young man wrestling on the women's wrestling team in his high school annihilated everybody won like the state championship like two years in a row. Here's the twist of the story. He's a transgender man. He asked to wrestle with the men, and the state was like, no, you were born a woman, you're wrestling with the women. But anytime you you watch people like retweet the story and talk about the story, like, ah, he shouldn't be there, and this, I'm like, well, no, no shit, he shouldn't be there. Yeah, like, he was put there. He asked to be with the right, men. Right, like, right, 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 You know, like, so, so it's this, this, this fake rage that a lot of people are, are they, they don't even want to hear the facts or learn the science. They, they're just comfortable in their little bubble, and then they, they, they want to ride that out, and that's the weirdest thing for me. Like, I love knowledge. I love to learn. Like, you tell me something, I want to learn everything there is about it. Even if I don't agree with it, I want to know about it. It's interesting, not to get political, but once yeah. again, when I do this podcast, I have on interesting people, and I had an opportunity to, to interview Donald Trump Jr. So I went to Trump Towers, and, and he had just written a book about, you know, whatever, things that bother him or things, you know, it's typical Trump, lots of things to say, and one of them was about transgenders in sports. And he was talking about it, and like, and like you said, I don't know the facts, I don't know if he knows the facts, and when I played it back, it's out of respect for, for you and knowing you and knowing, I had to, I wanted to, I'm just going to uh, edit this out. I appreciate it. Because I don't know enough 
about it. Yeah. And I don't know if he knows enough about it because he's just talking he as, just, as he would. So to me, it's very interesting to hear you say that because like you said, the real facts and figures of this. And also too, when you mentioned that, we keep going back to the estrogen levels. Well, it's, it's, it's a man wrestling woman. It's not because you now have the same estrogen levels as a woman. So maybe you might be bigger, but that physical strength that you would get from the testosterone of being a male yeah. is not there anymore, correct? Le- legit. When So when I first started estrogen and everything, it happened right around the time that I was moving into a new house. And I felt like a superhero at the end of the movie when they're like losing their power. Cause like I could not lift boxes that like I knew, you know, moving into the house prior, like I had no problem moving this furniture. Now I'm like struggling to get this couch through the door. And I'm like, what's happening to yeah, me? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, right. That's very relevant. I think if a lot of people knew that and understood it, they might think differently. You know, that's that's the hope. <laughs> well, and that's and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you, just the education yeah, of all yeah. this. Go ahead. Oh, and I was gonna, I was going to say like that's and that's part of the hope is like people will approach this with an open mind, you know, because you can preach to the cows. I don't I, sh- I don't even want to use the word preach, but you can explain and and talk to you turn blue in the face. But if somebody has their mind made up and they're like no 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 no, you know, it's kind of pointless. So that that's always my hope is just like just come with an open mind. Like let's have a dialogue. Mm. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You mentioned your family a couple times when you went to overseas for long periods of time. What did they think about about your transformation? Uh, so that was pretty interesting. Um, my mom always knew something was up. Moms know. Yeah. Mom, moms know. Um, she just thought it was going to go like as far as being like a cross dresser. You know, she just thought that's what it was. Um, everybody just thought I was going to be eccentric mm. <laughs> or and, probably gay. Yeah, right? or probably yeah, gay. Yeah. Um, and and for the for the well, that, well, that's kind of the weird thing. She probably didn't think I was going to be gay. As a male, I never dated men because I didn't identify as gay. Like I didn't date men till I transitioned. Gotcha. I because I you know I if I can I got called faggot so much in high school I thought it was my name. Like, just just for being different. Wow. Yeah, just for being so different. But I ran from that because that, that wasn't me. That's like, no, I'm not gay. Like, stop it. Stop going, you know, and I, and I just ran from it. I pushed it way, way, way away that I, truly I probably missed out on some great people in my life. Um, but yeah, when I didn't, I didn't date men until I transitioned. And then I was open to the idea because now I'm not gay. You know, I'm, I'm dating straight men You're a woman yeah yeah they're they're attracted to me for my femininity you mm. know gay men aren't attracted to transgender women because they present female right right you know homosexuality homo being same they're attracted to the same and that that's a big thing that a lot of people just overlook mm-hmm. so your mom always knew so my mom always knew so my mom always knew um and when i came out she she was a little upset because she always wanted a son and that's part of what the what took so long for me to come out to her is because I knew how much she wanted a son and I never wanted to take that away from her. I just felt it was selfish of me. You know, I was like I and as sappy as it may be, I always said like, you know, if there's a God, if there's a heaven, when I die, I'll be a woman in heaven. Like 
this is your true soul. Yeah, like. Th- Are you an only child? Yes and gotcha, no. Gotcha. <laughs> By my mom's side. Gotcha. So I was raised as an only child. Mm. So so yeah, and then I just kind of like stuck it out and was like, I'll get mine when it's time. I'll get it when it's right. And just the longer life went on and the more I grew up and the more everything was just shitty, I I, I couldn't take it. And I, I told her, I said, hey, like, I need to transition. Like, you have a daughter. Like, if you still want a kid, then this is what it is. Right. And it was hard on her at first. Um, she and and I am absolutely blessed because the statistics of of trans kids losing their families, getting you know cut out, getting thrown out of the house, just completely abandoned is astronomical. It would make your head spin. I'm absolutely blessed. My mom, she didn't take it easy at first. You know, she took a little bit of time. Um, it take nine months to have a kid. It takes like nine months to accept your kid, mm-hmm. you know. So we were we were a bit distant for a while, but eventually she came around. She found her peace, and and she's been so supportive. Even even when she didn't really understand it and had to make her peace, she still was supportive. She still made sure I was okay, you know. Still wanted to make sure I was taken care of and wasn't you know harming myself or anything like that. So I don't want to paint that picture of her, but. Mm-hmm. It took some time for her to find that peace and like truly, truly 100% embrace everything. My dad, I was like totally scared to tell my dad. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I wrote him this long, like this three page letter, like, <laughs> you know, like an old civil war, like my dearest Marjorie. <laughs> like I wrote this long letter out, like I cried on it. Like it was ridiculous. And I turned it to him and he was like, oh, okay, cool. That's interesting. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Dad, like that's it that's really interesting to me it really was it seems because I, I always try and put myself in you know i have three children i always put mm. myself in that position what would i say if you know my daughter son whatever it may be and i think there's probably a little bit of a shock period but then after a while you just want your kids to be happy whatever it is that they want to do so for him to just accept it that quickly as the dad i'd be like what <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think I might also have partly my sister, my older sister, to blame. Uh, she hasn't had the best run uh, <laughs> with the cops, so, yeah. so she's like, okay, well, my son's now my daughter, but at least they're pursuing like a good career. Yeah. <laughs> Never been arrested. Like, <laughs> I can deal with this. <laughs> so, do you have a boyfriends? A boyfriend? Do you date? I do, I do, no. uh, I do date, yeah. but not at the moment because I am married. I have a wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like okay. I said, I'm, oh, so you're married. I'm okay, married. Gotcha. I do have a wife at the moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> I say at the moment, like that's ominous. I probably shouldn't say at well, the so, moment. But here's but, the, and you and uh, you did mention this earlier that you kind of have a, you're bi, yeah. but you mentioned dating guys, but you are married to a woman. Yes. Right. So yes. She is a, a woman. She's a cisgendered woman. Yes. Wow. Um, and she she just she she was lucky. She drew the she, she drew the number thirty spot. Like <laughs> she just happened to be the nicest one. At the yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we clicked. We had a relationship because I did date. I did date uh, about two guys before her. Mm-hmm. So it did, really could have been anyone's game. Like I'm, right. I'm genuinely just attracted to good people, to human people, yeah, yeah. Human, human beings. Yeah, it's interesting because I mentioned the. I think his name is is Mina now from Life of Agony. Mm. Or it might be another maybe Rise to Resist or Refuse or something. Anyways, his wife stayed married to him. After she transitioned, yeah, right on. You know, that's it's really interesting. It's it's the human being inside. That's right? tough. That's that's tough to do. Like especially having that bond and like surprising it on a marriage. Because I did, 
I was seeing somebody when I was kind of like figuring everything out and like, I'm about to take this step. The big step, right. The big step. And what did they say when you did that? To my surprise, uh, at the time it was a woman, and to my surprise, she did stick around, but she didn't really, you know? Gotcha. She said she was going to stick around. And at but first she, it was fine? At first it was fine, but then when it became real, she kind of like checked out. Yeah. And like, <laughs> exactly. It's the one I was saying, sorry, it's Laura Jane Grace ah, from, yes. ag- from Against Me. Yes, 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 yes. That's, I wanted Grace. to make sure I got that right. So, right on, yeah. So yeah, so his, her wife stayed married to her. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to, to, to do that. So to, to, it, to it can say be that, tricky right? if you it can be tricky if you know uh and and that's that's a, that's the other thing people get so hung up on like you know oh, I, I just oh, and it's like don't just so we appreciate the effort just almost be respectful to, to 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 say anything because you don't want to insult anybody exactly right? yeah. you don't want to overthink it so don't overthink it just you know we right. we see the effort don't make it a big deal if you say something like ah my bad and then move on like yeah yeah, yeah. effort just that's appreciate right. just try and just be try. respectful respect and try. Yeah. That's the the, the other band was Life of Agony, and it was uh, Keith Caputo who changed to Mina Caputo, the mm-hmm. lead singer. So that's what I was referring to. Because I, 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 I know Laura Jenkins. I don't know Laura Jenkins, but like of, yeah. I know I know of Laura Jenkins, but uh, Mina. I don't. I don't know. If, Mina, if I don't say that, then I'll get blasted by the Twitter. <laughs> troll. Yeah, you, know. I, you don't know. You just says the bastard. Uh, you mentioned something earlier too uh, 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 that was interesting to me about about if there's a God in, in heaven from a theo- from a theological standpoint. How, I mean, obviously. Do you feel, do, do people ever, is there like a big uh, issue with hardcore Christians that you're playing God or? Oh, for sure. Really, yeah. Absolutely. Are you, like, uh, where were we? We were somewhere in the Bible belt and I was like, they're going to boo the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> and sure enough, step through the curtain. It was like, you guys are booing my existence, not like my character. But hey, I'm a heel, bring it on. <laughs> so, so definitely, there definitely is, because everybody, and, and Again, like I find humor in everything because it just I, maybe it's the, it's your the thick skin. In my thick skin, maybe the comedic actress in me. Right. But like I find humor in everything. So when people are like telling me what God is gonna, how they're gonna feel, I'm like, you don't know that. And also, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to judge anybody. But you conveniently forgot that part, right? Right. So that's always funny to me. Um, but yeah, like people people think they know and they want to preach to me and. They think it's a big skin. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to play God. I'm not trying to do any of that. I for I do believe in God, and and I believe this is my journey to womanhood. Like, I'm not trying to change God's work. I think this is the journey God wanted me to take. You know, in all their infinite wisdom, this is the journey that I was supposed to take right. to be where I am. See, you know, as as a Christian myself, I mean, I learned a long time ago. If you go to the basic principles of jesus christ is that you know love your neighbor not love your neighbor if he was born a male and stayed a male like i mean if jesus was around like you said when you go to heaven your soul is a woman either you're a good person or you're not right and god always made it's like you know a platypus is a very strange animal like there's different characteristics for all of us so i always kind of you can't look down anybody. It always kind of it's a very uh, a hypocritical thing to say yeah. if you are a Christian and to be mad at you because of this journey that you're taking. Oh, for sure, for sure. And it's it sucks because I feel like that's why a lot of of the LGBT community uh, strays away from the church because they're so shunned and shut out mm-hmm. instead of being like, hey. I don't understand it, uh, not my thing, but you're a person, so I respect you on yeah. that level. Like, what is so hard about Agreed. doing that? 
Agreed. What is so hard about doing that? And like this, this may you know stir up a lot of things, but like the whole like being uh, agender or or you know all that stuff. I don't fully understand that. What does agender mean? It's someone who doesn't feel male or female. Oh, okay, yeah, you yeah, know? gotcha, gotcha. That does that doesn't resonate with me because all my life. I've always felt as a female. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm going to go out and disrespect somebody because they feel that way. Right. Like, they're valid. Someone who, if that's what you tell me you are, that's what you are. Exactly. If you want to be a they, them, I will try my best to use they, them pronouns. I'm not going to tell you what you are or, like, dictate to you because because it doesn't make sense to me because I don't resonate with it. And, and, and that's purely, and again, I'm just saying this. It doesn't resonate with me because I've always strongly felt yes. a certain way, but that by no means uh, means that I, I hate these people or I'm going to go out of my way to disrespect them. That is the wildest idea to me. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Like I said, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today. You know, coming into AEW and not knowing, like, there's, 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 not that there's ever any prejudice, but like, for example, Marco Stunt. Mm-hmm. When I first saw him, I was like, there's no way. What the, what the hell are we hiring him for? <laughs> And, you know, three months later, I'm, I'm booking myself in matches with him. And you know, Orange Cassidy, the same thing. He's, he's, I can't wait to work. And, and the same with you. I have getting a chance to talk to you and hear about this stuff. And I think a lot of the times it's the unknown part of it that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And when you talk to somebody, and, and not that I was ever uncomfortable, but now I understand so much more because talking to you. Yeah. And I would suggest to anybody that doesn't understand a transgender or a very tiny wrestler or a guy who wrestles with hands in his pockets, talk to them and come at it and, and find out what's their motivation, what's their mindset. It really eliminates a lot of that sort of uh, uncertainty. Exactly. And, th- and that's what I always say is like, it's not everyone's job to like be your college professor. Like not everyone's going to be open to educating you. Right, right, right. You know, but if you approach with respect, like that is the biggest key factor. You know, e- even if they don't want to spell it out for you, they may point you into some source material. Sure. You know, just but at the end of the day, just respect each other. Last couple of things. Do you feel uh, that you're a role model now for people in in your position mindset? I, so, <laughs> I don't feel that I'm a role model because I still think I'm little old me, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I, but I do see people say that online and that's crazy to me. So I feel there is a responsibility to kind of take, uh, to take that, that title and, and do good with it. Um, I, I kind of have to be a role model in, in that regard. Uh, yeah. Cause, cause who else is going to be there? Who, you know, who else is on the platform that I have at the moment? So I have to make the most of well, it. Well, that's what I mean. We mentioned, you know, obviously Kate and Jenner, but you're talking about actual transgenders with, with, a, with a spotlight and yeah. you got a million and a half people watching you on TV every week <laughs> and, and you know, you're the company sending you out to do press and, and all that sort of stuff. So I would say whether you wanted to be or not, there's going to be people who are like, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll cold text <laughs> and cold DM Nyla Rose and try and get some answers or something, right? Yeah, and, and that's and that's what it is. It's like, are you going to sink or are you going to swim? Mm. You know, and, and uh, I'm a pretty good swimmer. Yeah, so far at least. <laughs> Let's uh, finish off by talking about AEW. We mentioned earlier on how you came in and it's your first live TV and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. How have you uh, enjoyed it so far? Beyond the obvious, I love it. <laughs> um, it's been amazing. Like, if, if I can a little bit, like this, even this moment right here talking to you, like, I grew up a Jericho holic. Oh, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> I have an embarrassing amount of Chris Jericho shirts. Nice. So. <laughs> so like like just little things like that. Like I'm still very much a fan. Like I'm still very much a fan at heart because 
it, it's crazy to me, like people in this business who are like, oh, you gotta totally focus business, business. It's like, why? Like, you think Steven Spielberg doesn't watch movies? Sure, right, right. You know, you think James Hetfield doesn't go to a concert? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a fan of what we do. Like, I love this business. Like, even tonight, like, I don't have a match tonight, and I'm so stoked because I get to watch our products. Yeah. You know, and like, and there's even so much to learn from just watching. So it's, it's, Every little moment here, I'm just trying to make the most of every moment I have here because I don't, I don't know how long I'm gonna be at the dance. I'm not a very good dancer, <laughs> so I got to make the most. But you're of learning it. though. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn. Yeah. I'm trying to learn. Who, and when you're working like, uh, like with Riho, and like obviously she's a lot more experienced, but there is a little bit of a communication uh, gap. How do you put together matches with her or Sheeta? <laughs> so okay, so I'm gonna peel back the curtain a little bit, um, and and I hope it's not offensive to anybody, but. After my uh, tour in Japan or during my tour in Japan, I went and found like some Barbie dolls, like some like knockoff nice. Barbie dolls, because I, when I was trying to explain certain things or certain moves or how to be, I found that there was that Great language idea. language barrier. So I call them my translators <laughs> and I keep them in my gear bag. So if I'm like, you know, calling something or whatever and then I get that look like. Huh? Yeah. Like Nani. Yeah. <laughs> I, I break out my translators and I'm like, ah, brain buster. And they're like, ah, okay, so go ahead. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. got it. But it obviously helps too if you spent so much time in, in Japan as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. And being able to pick up, you know, the few keywords. I can I can stumble my way through a conversation. Yeah, and I found that too when I worked there quite a bit. I was on like the, the evil Japanese team. There'd be seven, like if we had a, an eight man, yeah. there'd be seven Japanese guys and they'd all be yammering at Japanese. I'd just sit in and they'd stop and look at me and go, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, okay, I think you just did that and you did that. But you can kind of follow along with the bouncing ball. Yeah, yeah. The, the, key, the key is, and it's maybe a little bit off topic, but like, don't focus on translating the words. Translate the situation. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Great point. And and Kenny and Michael Nakazawa are always involved in helping you guys. Yes, the matches, yes, right? yes. And they're super, super awesome, amazing minds. Definitely, uh, like any wrestler listening, this, if you guys ever get the chance, please, you know, listen in, uh, watch, do because. I'll throw an idea and then I have a little mark out moment because Kenny's like, oh, it's a good idea. And I'm like, this is a good idea. <laughs> and then like he just he helps punch it up and take it to that next level. Mm. And then I'm like, ah, okay, I see what you did there. So it's, it's, again, like I said, there's if you have an open mind, you can learn from anything. Like even the smallest thing, there's something to learn from everywhere. Have you had any uh, issues adapting to the live TV and the time elements of it? Yes, uh, the timing of everything, <laughs> uh, getting getting a couple of calls. I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Like, I'm like <laughs> yeah. freaking out. And then uh, actually during the first match uh, with with Riho, uh, we went to commercial, and and I'm like, oh god, I don't know what to do. And I just looked at Riho, and I was like. Chotomate, chotomate. <laughs> like, because I knew she would understand that. Just like, it basically means like, like hang on a sec. Right. So she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just kind of like slowed down. And I was like, okay. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm the ring general now. Oh, Jesus, what is happening? <laughs> when it's hard to call stuff on the fly when someone doesn't speak English. <laughs> yeah, it, calling stuff on the fly, doesn't speak English, yeah. first time on television. Like, it, there was so much going on. Like, I remember the first time I went to Japan, it was, I was 20 and, and 91 FMW. And I learned pretty quickly because we didn't even go over anything back then. You know, you know what the finish was. Yeah. It's changed so much. There was no, you know, a, a multilingual agent helping you out. <laughs> and I learned pretty quickly, okay, if someone throws me off the ropes, they're either going to clothesline me, tackle me, <laughs> dropkick me. <laughs> 
and vice versa. If I throw some of the ropes, I've got basically three choices. <laughs> and if I want a clothesline, I'll put my arm up. If it's a drop kick, they'll never know anyways. If it's a tackle, just put my hand on my shoulder. And you figured it out pretty quickly. Like, okay, like they have some rough spots, but at least, at least you know, you're not going to do the double duck <laughs> or the double bounce off. <laughs> We, the, uh, I kind of ran into a, a similar situation. Uh, I want to say like my first, this might have been my first tour of Japan. I got to wrestle a ghost. Uh, there's a character, Iger, uh-huh. um, and her whole gimmick is a ghost. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, 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 it sounds ridiculous, but over there it totally works. Translates, like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like the, the grudge, the whole grudge thing, like oh, the black, yeah. the cloaky, and she does it so well. It's amazing. One of my favorite matches because there's a little bit of comedy spot, you know. Um, and, and we got a little turned around in there and, uh, I was in control and I, I went to whip her off and I said, dropu kiku. And I like had a brief moment. I was like, Oh God, I hope that wasn't racist. <laughs> and apparently that is how you call a drop kick because she was right there for it. And we went with it. And it was, it was amazing. But yeah, she, she does the whole ghost thing. She, she disappears and like pops up behind you and does the Whoa! whole oh it's amazing it's amazing if anybody out there get to watch some Iger matches they are a treat I uh, went to a truck stop to go get something you know you, you see in the they put out like a plastic version of the food so you can go through yeah. and point at yeah, what yeah, you yeah. wanted and so I went in there and there was pancakes and I said you know uh, uh, pancakes I said no it's, it's called hot cakes so I go hot cakes <laughs> staring at me hot cakes staring at me so I look at the ref and goes hot the cake it <laughs> And the guy's like, okay. I'm like, if I was working at a f-ing diner and a Japanese guy came in and said, hot the kiki and was pointing, you'd know what he was talking about. Like, work with me here, guys. So drop a kiku is not racist because hot the kiki is what you're supposed to say. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I really think a lot of the time they're just trolling us. Yes, like. Exactly, exactly. Last question for you. What's your uh, favorite match that you ever had? Favorite match that I've ever had? Yeah, if, if, if I'm being totally honest, um, I would say it's actually the match from Tofu Pro Wrestling at the uh, live show with Jordan Grace, the tag match. And it's one of my favorite matches because we we went for like 25, 30 minutes. Um, there was some stuff on the fly and we're working with these girls who are not wrestlers and we we put them over and everybody was so happy so for it was it was like a, a milestone moment for me like being able you know one getting to work with jordan grace you know like i love that girl like getting to work with her and and putting these girls over who are not wrestlers and they had the time of their lives their managers were happy we didn't break them <laughs> you know we did some pretty crazy stuff and and then that was like my first time being in front of a crowd that size so there's just so many elements and it it seems like such a silly thing but for me that is definitely one of my favorite matches. Are you going to be the uh, AW Women's Champion soon? Hell yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> Nyla, thank you so much. Thank You're you. You're awesome. Can I just shake yeah. hands? We're shaking hands now. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>